Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, January 1st, 2023. We are super excited to dive into today's episode, which is titled, No One is Coming to Save You. And this one really hits home with us because we kind of had this realization a long time ago, um, a few years ago, and it really has pushed us in the direction that we're at right now today talking to you guys. But before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients, 20 grams of protein, and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the you know so-called healthy protein bars that you find on the market are actually heavily processed with fillers and unnatural ingredients. You know, something that Christina and I are always talking about is ensuring that you guys are always checking the back of the labels. Don't get green labeled where you just you know read the front, think something is healthy, you know, look at the facts understand is this thing that I'm consuming actually minimally processed and actually, you know, healthy and conducive for my body and for my goals. And so we know that, you know, if we, if we consume too much processed food too often, it can eventually lead to long-term health issues. So this is why we ultimately just love the Nash bars. We never even have to think twice about the ingredients and we truly, it truly is, you know, the good for you protein bars. So make sure you guys check out the show notes for the link to the Nash website and get yourself a box of bars to try. On to today's episode, which is episode number 66, No One is Coming to Save You. So as Chris and I were thinking and reflecting over the topic that we were going to talk about on this first day of the new year, we really were reflecting back to when our whole trajectory started in entrepreneurship, in personal growth, the things we had to leave behind, the things we had to change about our lives to ultimately get us to this point that we're at today. And we both as we were reflecting and as we were talking, came to realize, you know, we both hit pivotal moments in our lives individually, even before we met each other, realizing that ultimately no one was coming to save us. You know, there were things in our lives that we were unhappy about. We weren't in a position of any sort of financial success. We weren't in a position of even quite literally having our shit together whatsoever. And we had to really look ourselves in the mirror and have that self-reflection about what can we change? What can we take control over? Because we realized no one's going to come and do it for us. We were the only ones with the power and with the control to write our own stories. And I think a lot of us, you know, kind of play it safe nowadays, especially at the younger age, you know, that we are right now currently. And I know that a lot of you listeners are, you know, it's really easy to feel a sense of security and feel like you almost have someone that is there for you, whether that's parents, guardians, whoever it may be. You know, we always kind of feel like we have that safety net in our lives when in reality, we have to break free from that mentality. If we want to achieve the things we want to achieve in life, if we want to truly build a life of alignment and a life of purpose surrounded by the things that we truly deeply value, then we have to take complete ownership and com- complete control over our situations and over our daily actions because it's those daily actions compounded over time, day in and day out that lead us to where we are right now. And that's something that's so powerful that we reflect back on as we look back at this 2022 year. I think that reflection is really what helped us have this conversation together this past week. And I think it's something over the past two years that we've talked a lot about in our you know, daily lives, just because that's where a lot of our personal growth came from was like those rock bottom moments where we didn't have that safety net. And we knew we had to rely on ourselves. But I don't think a lot of people have that ability to rely on themselves until they have a moment like that, that really shapes you and shows you like, I can do hard things. I've got this. And once you have that realization, you realize you're the only one that can do it for you, especially us as coaches. Like we want it so badly for our clients. We want to help people change. Even people who aren't our clients, we like coach people in our lives all the time, whether that's friendships or family through this podcast on social media. Like we're always trying to help you guys. 
And we want it so badly for you guys, but the truth is like you are the only one, like it's completely up to you. And once you have that realization, that's where the true growth happens. And I think both of us had that realization. Like there was a time where like I was struggling financially when I just moved to Columbus and I had to figure it out myself and I made it happen. And I told myself like, I'm the only one that can get me out of this situation. And until that moment, I probably was like very comfortable. I did take risks. Obviously we've talked a lot about that, like leaving corporate jobs and doing our own thing entrepreneurial wise. But I think when you have that realization of like, you're in a city on your own, you're not relying on your parents. And that typically happens after college. And I think that's where everyone really like comes into their own when they move away from the city they grew up in when they realize they have to rely on themselves and they become like independent through personal development and self-awareness, that's when like a lot of personal growth happened. And it really inspired a post that I did this past year. And I believe this audio was from Mel Robbins, but I don't know for sure if it's from a book or if it's from a talk that she did, but I'm going to read you guys this Instagram post that I created last year. And I think it speaks perfectly to what we're going to talk about today, which is that no one is coming to save you. No one is coming to push you. No one is coming to turn off the TV for you. No one is coming to tell you to get up and exercise, except for Zach and I. No one is coming to tell you to apply for that job you've always dreamt about. And then I kind of did my own spin on it and just basically said, like, no one's coming to push you to start that business you've been thinking about or move to a different city or leave the toxic relationships that you wanted to leave in 2022. It's completely up to you. Once I realized that no one was coming to save me and that I was the only person in charge of turning the page, my life was changed forever. I stopped settling for cities, jobs, and relationships that I had outgrown. I dropped the victim mentality. This is this part's huge, you guys. Dropping the victim mentality and stepping into the driver's seat of my life. I finally started keeping promises to myself and the momentum began to build. That's where you really create that trust and just like reliance on yourself. And I wanted to round it off just by saying you do not have to stay stuck. If you feel stuck right now going into 2023, you have to save yourself because no one is coming to save you. And what makes this concept so challenging and so difficult for a lot of people out there is the fact that once we accept these things Christina's talking about, once we accept the fact that we are the ones in control, guess what happens? That gives us the permission to take full responsibility over our lives. And you know what's easy? The, the easy route, the comfortable route is to avoid, to avoid taking responsibility, to avoid taking control and taking ownership over these things, these daily habits, this, the way that we're living, literally the way that we wake up and live our lives. You know, it's very easy to run from that. And a lot of people do. A lot of people spend their entire lives running, running from responsibility, running from the feelings deep down of wanting a different life, but never taking the action to do so. And so we just want to really help you guys understand that it takes with, it really takes dropping that mindset and becoming extremely vulnerable with yourself and accepting the fact that we have to take control and that we have to take control toward change. And admitting that is really, really freaking hard. You know, we both struggled for years and years and years to truly admit this. I know I was running, you know, from this for so long. I was running from responsibility, running from taking ownership. And once I finally decided to take ownership, it's the most freeing and powerful experience you guys can ever have in your life. Because a lot of us can point the finger. It's super easy to, you know, feel like the victim. It's super easy to, you know, say, you know, that coach or that that team is why, you know, I'm not playing professional football or, you know, this corporate job is really holding me back from my potential or, you know, this individual is holding me back from my full potential. Fuck all that. You know, put all those things aside, put all of the, you know, victim mindset and mentality aside and realize that we have to take full responsibility. And once you do that, the power that you give yourself is truly substantial. You no longer predicate your results and your success off of other people and off of external things. 
you are the one that takes full ownership at that point for all the outcomes in your life. And that truly does give you power. It gives you power to realize that if I put my mind toward this thing, if I decide to commit to these daily habits and these daily actions, I can get whatever the hell I want in life. And that is freaking powerful. Like when you guys can overcome this and get to the other side and get vulnerable and become self-aware and do the work to find out who you really are deep down, why you want the things you really want in life, that's when you gain the power to decide. That's when you gain the power to start taking action and implementing change in your life. Otherwise, we'll never be able to do that. If we keep running from it, we're never going to be able to find out you know, what life could be like if we decided to stare ourselves down and begin to make change for the better. And that woe is me mentality is something that I struggled with a lot, like placing the blame on other people or, or external circumstances, like where I lived, where I grew up, like just the resources you have access to, you blame those situations. And that woe is me mentality only gets you so far. It's going to keep you in a situation where you're not completely fulfilled or not happy. And you're going to feel stuck year after year after year as the ball drops. And I think something that really helped me this past year overcome that mentality is something that has grown like over the years. And I no longer have that victim mentality. Obviously, it's never perfect. But I think reading this book helps a lot of my clients. The Mountain is You. I talked about it a couple of times in past episodes. But Brianna West, the author of that book has I think she has a podcast. And she also has like four other books that I think really help number one, shape your perspective. She wrote the book 101 essays that change the way you think, which is just like the world in like all different areas, like from different perspectives. And they're like four page chapters. So it's really helpful if you're just getting into personal development, or if you're someone who's self sabotaging your own success and happiness, which a lot of this, you know, no one's coming to save you mentality comes from that you know, that self-sabotage and the mountain is you really helped me unlock that mentality that's necessary to get to the next level and stop self-sabotaging success or happiness or just your limiting beliefs. So I think all of her books, she has one about like healing and just all your scars or your superpower, stuff like that. So it really helps you work through your past, become self-aware, look from different perspectives and stop self-sabotage. If you're looking for like books to read in 2023 and you're, this is speaking to you like this whole episode, if this is like red flag, red flag, red flag, this is me, you guys are speaking directly to me, look into her books and start with 101 Essays or The Mountain Is You because it's going to really help you take that ownership and also just like stop those limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. Exactly. And so really for the back portion of this podcast, guys, we really want to help you start initiating action. We want to help you start putting one foot in front of the other because we've been there. We've been in your shoes. We've been the people that have put this off. We've been the people that have ran from our problems. And we're here, you know, to speak about both sides of it. You know, we're not just sitting here saying, you know, we're, we're freaking perfect. We've done everything right along the way. Like, absolutely not. The source of our ability to help you guys and give you this perspective all stems from us messing up. Mm -hmm. It all stems from us having to learn the hard way, us <laughs> stumbling and falling and stumbling again and then stumbling again. It's like, you know, we've all these things that we teach you guys on a weekly basis and give to you guys on a weekly basis all stem from our ability to get vulnerable about the mistakes that we've made up until this point. Because if we didn't fall, fall and if we didn't make these mistakes, we wouldn't be able to have the perspective to sit here and tell you guys how to get out of this rut yourself. So by no means are we perfect, but we want to give you guys the tools necessary to begin that change, 
to put one foot in front of the other, to not be paralyzed anymore by inaction. It's time to start asking yourself, who am I behind closed doors? Who am I? What are the actions that I'm taking when no one else is watching? Not what I'm posting on my Instagram story, you know, flexing and acting like I'm someone that I'm not. You know, who are we truly? What are our actions like behind closed doors? Because it's those actions and it's those habits that are ultimately going to be the loudest. Those are what are going to reflect in our lives the most the most out of anything else that we say or do. And that's something you can start journaling about too. Like who are you like on a deeper level and what kind of actions align with the person you want to be or what actions don't align with the person that you want to be this year and always moving forward. And that's something we kind of did this morning. We sat down and we slept in a little bit because we stayed up later than usual last night watching the Buckeyes and partying 2 a.m. ball drop. It was super <laughs> late for us. We only had a couple drinks. We were up till two and that's late for us. So we slept in. We made coffee, we sat down, did our morning routine, and it was like 11 o'clock, which is really late for us in the morning. So we sat down and started journaling and did our morning routine. And we could have easily skipped this. Like on Sundays, we typically like go to the gym, we walk the dogs, we start the podcast, we go grocery shopping, we're like, go, 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 go. But I was like, we should sit down and journal. It's like the first day of the new year. I really want to, we already have listed out our goals, like doing that reflection episode last week and the week before caused us to like already create our goals for the new year and kind of set the tone for like, our clients to like start thinking ahead of time, start reflecting and goal setting and thinking about where you want to improve. And so we sat down this morning and I actually created a list of year end journal prompts that I collected from like a different, a bunch of different journal, you know, examples and templates and stuff. So I put them all together and ones that I think make the most sense for me, for you guys, for my clients to start going off of. There are seven questions in these year end journal prompts, and these are going to help you. Number one, make change and reflect on the past year. Number two, get real with yourself and also take control of your life because ultimately, once again, no one's going to do it for you. We can give you all the tools. Like I always say this to clients, I can give you the GPS to get from A to Z, but like you're in the driver's seat. Like if you're not making the right turns and getting, you know, where you need to go based on your actions and your daily effort, you're going to be in the exact same spot. The car's not going to move from A to Z on your GPS. You can have the perfect plan, but like I can't do it for you. And that's ultimately what it comes down to in all areas of your life. So I want you guys to grab a journal and write down these seven questions. We're going to go through our answers that we listed out this morning. So if you hear some papers rustling, we're reading out of our actual journals. So here we go. Number one, one word to describe this year. Ours are very similar, and you guys probably heard on the 29 Life Lessons episode, our years were very similar. They were like parallel almost completely of like, obviously we both got engaged because it was to each other. We also had all these like monumental moments this year, and you'll hear it in our memories and these other questions. But if you see a lot of repetition between Zach and I, I do think this past year was very similar for both of us. And if that's not the case for you or your significant other, that's okay. But I want you to like be honest, like in your journal, like no one's going to see this besides you. So really get real with yourself and think about one word to describe this year. Mine was momentum. And mine is growth. And that was both business-wise and also like Personally we actually too. had like the same word. We were sitting there and he said growth. And I'm like, well, that makes sense for me too. And I was like, mine's momentum. And he's like, oh wait, mine was momentum too. So we had a lot of similarities here just because our business is like after we got engaged, I think that big life moment. And I have heard this before just with like some law of attraction stuff and like a lot of YouTube girls and podcasts I listen to, but like a huge life moment, like getting engaged, it builds momentum because we were like on a high. So it made taking risks that we d- took in business a lot. We were a lot more confident. And I said on the last episode, having this engagement ring felt like a superpower to me because I knew like our future together is solidified, which we already knew, but we're on the same path. We have the same goals in mind. And we've talked about that so much this past year that that momentum and that growth, which is both of our words for this year was the main theme. Yeah. And that's why, you know, growth really stood out to me 
because, you know, I a long time ago, I, I really started to understand this principle of like taking that action every single day to initiate growth, like no matter how significant or insignificant that it feels. And that's why like people, you know, that's why honestly, like how long, for example, you've been doing something doesn't always necessarily matter because if you've just been spinning in the same circles, doing the same things, working, you know, the same, um, you know, type of type of job, doing the same type of things every single day, but never really like taking it up a level. And you just keep cycling and cycling and cycling. Like you, you may, you know, have five, 10 years of experience in this thing, but what action have you, have you taken in those five to 10 years? Have you just been kind of existing and kind of coasting? And so that's why, like, when we get to this point at the end of the year, it is always so powerful to look back and just see just like I almost just picture that little like emoji graph of just, you know, constantly building and building and working and improving and building. And and that is what we should. I personally believe we should be trying to achieve. You know, it'd be it'd be different. It'd be a lot different if I was at the same point in time in my career and with my fitness business and everything. Same same everything the same time right now as I was in the beginning of the year. Like that scares the shit out of me. Like I want to be able to look back and see tangible growth, seeing that needle being pushed forward every single day. And while, you know, like I said, it's not always significant. Um, sometimes it's insignificant action, but it always is compounding in our favor and compounding in a direction of positive results. And so it's really easy to just get comfortable and kind of coast and just keep going that route for years and years and years on end. But what are we doing to actually push growth? What are we actually doing to get better in those different areas that I'm describing. So whether that is, you know, working a job, whether that is entrepreneurship, whether it is in your fitness journey or whatever it may be, what can we do to push that needle forward and grow? Because even if it seems like a loss, that's still growth. Even if we won, that's still growth. It's about doing the things every day to push the needle forward in each area of our lives that we're trying to get better in and that we're trying to achieve ultimately excellence in. Exactly. And that reminded me of when you were talking about how like you can be in business for five years and see the same growth as like basically someone who's year one. been in a, in a year and like seeing your growth this year. And we never compare our journeys because I've been in this business since like 2018 and he just started like two years ago, almost it's like two and a half years. And you're at this point in your career where like not that we are even essentially, but you've got there in two years versus five. And I think that has a lot to do also with relationships. Like they say, I just wanted to relate to this conversation of like, when you, you can know someone for 10 years and your relationship may be very surface level and you can meet someone. And in two years, you literally have the deepest relationship ever. And you feel like you've known that person for 10 years. And I feel like that's how Zach and I feel about each other. And that's the same with career. Like you can exceed like your expectations in a short amount of time. And just because you're newer to the game or like a newbie, whether that's through personal training, you can be very knowledgeable and have only been in the game for a while. So that just like builds your confidence that like base it on like your knowledge, your confidence, your testimonials, things like that versus your experience and how long you've been in the game because the same relates to relationships. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Quality over quantity. Yes, 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 yes. always. Um, Question number two is biggest lesson that you've learned this year and mine, you guys heard 29 of my life lessons in the last two episodes. So I won't get too into mine, but you guys can probably guess what mine are. Boundaries protect your peace and putting yourself first is not selfish. And that's something that I've applied obviously to business in my career, but also in all areas of my life, like having boundaries and protecting my peace. It applies to the content that you consume. It, it applies to the things that you let like 
destroy your peace essentially like someone's projection of themselves onto you and that has a lot to do with today's episode theme of like no one's coming to save you and we want to save everyone but I think like having those boundaries in place and understanding like you can't save or fix anyone and also like their projections that you can't take it personal so you have to have those boundaries in place emotionally and physically to protect yourself because ultimately at the end of the day like you're the only one like with your mental health, your physical health, like you have to take care of you in order to take care of others. And I think that's why I said like putting yourself first isn't selfish because putting myself first this year helped me show up for everyone in my life very differently than the years prior. Absolutely. And it really does go hand in hand with my life lesson, which is, you know, really how no specific dollar amount is worth burnout or the type of stress and anxiety that you can feel around what you're doing. You know, I think this really hit me because us as entrepreneurs, you know, um, you know, we do obviously love what we do, but it's very easy to overextend. It's very easy to say yes to a lot of different opportunities. It's really freaking hard to say no and turn things down that you know, you know, may not facilitate positivity as it relates to your stress and and how you're managing that stress. And so, you know, I reached several points throughout this past year where I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And, and, you know, I, I was reaching burnout points where, you know, I was feeling very similar anxiety that I felt in my corporate job. And I had to get real with myself and say, you know, I left that to not experience those things. And so you can even, you can love what you do every single day, but it can get to a level and to a degree that can really tear you down and burn you out. And so finding that threshold, I think was a huge growth experience for both Christina and myself, where we both really kind of found out, you know, what, 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 how far can we really push? You know, what, what really is our kind of threshold? And I think both of us have really found that. And now we know even better when to say yes and when to say no, as it relates to us personally and our businesses. That's right. And number three, these are kind of like um, interchangeable. So when we are writing out our top three memories, which is question number three, the journal prompt, and number four, which was five achievements you're proud of, our achievements. I think that has a lot to do with our Enneagrams too, because we both have Enneagram three in us. So when we were writing our memories, we were like listing out eight achievements. So we're going to go through question number three, our top three memories, and they're very similar, of course, and then we'll go through our accomplishments that we're proud of. Uh, mine were getting engaged, obviously, that weekend full of clarity where we had just like driving out into the woods and honking hills. Like if you're ever in a situation where you feel stuck, like go out in nature. I know it sounds so silly, but like we went out into the woods. We didn't have really service and obviously do that in safety, you know, within reason. But we went out there and we were just, all we could do is like just talk and like have our thoughts and think about like what we actually want our life to look like. And I didn't know we were getting engaged but on the way there. We were talking about like, I've never been so sure of anything in my life, like obviously about each other, but also about the changes we were making that weekend. It just so happened like the same weekend, we, it all happened at once, like changes in our career and our engagement. So like that weekend, like I think that was my favorite memory ever, every year moving forward. But also my birthday celebration last weekend was a huge memory of mine just because my birthday is Christmas Eve. So it's kind of like roped into the holiday always. And this year, well, last year we actually were sick. So we stayed home in Columbus, just the two of us last Last year with the dogs obviously and that was a memory like it was very different but we'll always remember like our first Christmas here with my birthday but this year we had family in town and Zach made it a point to make me feel like super special like I said with my birthday being on Christmas Eve anyone whose birthday is around holidays you know like that that it all blends together and people are like Merry Christmas oh wait wasn't your birthday yesterday happy birthday by the way like it was like and I don't really care about that it's about like the memories and stuff and Zach just made it very special it was like very it was a lot of surprises balloons playing Taylor Swift, making all my favorite dishes as a dinner with spicy margaritas, with dessert that was dairy-free. There was just so much like thought and effort that went into it. It made me feel so special. So that was one of my favorite memories as well. And then 
the third one I think is Arizona weekend just because seeing you on Jeremy Scott's podcast was so cool to see like how far you've come I never get sick of hearing your story and how it relates to sports and career and just like who you are today and I feel like I know it so well I could tell it myself and I think that that was really (laughs) cool plus that was our first trip being engaged and I feel like we were at the peak of our cut but we had such a solid relationship with like fitness and food so like it was the most like balanced I've ever been on a trip. We were engaged. It was such a huge moment for you, which was a huge moment for me. And it was just like such a fun trip. And being in the mountains and being out west is like, where's that going to feel like most ourselves? So we get to do that again in two weeks, which is really exciting. So I would say those are, it's really hard to narrow it down, but those would definitely be my top three. I love that. And again, like she said, ours are, ours are pretty similar. Um, my top three, number one, by far, the weekend we got engaged kind of like Christina talked about and I just want to kind of give my perspective on it you know I think it's so crucial to just disconnect like anytime you guys are feeling burnt out lack of creativity whatever it may be or you're just feeling like you know you're thinking of way too many things all at once you don't feel any sort of like you don't feel clear you're not thinking straight you know just detach you know get yourself do an activity that helps you detach or like Christina said getting out in nature is like truly profound and I think that we experienced that that weekend you know Christina had no idea that I was proposing to her but we were driving out to Hocking Hills and as we just got further out and further out, you know, we just do as we normally do, where we just talk and um, have really quality conversation when we just get alone time together. And we just started like, really just like going all out in our conversation about like, she was talking about her vision for her business, she was talking about, you know, what she wanted to do, who she wanted to impact and how she would deliver that, you know, to her people and her community of, of women. And I was kind of saying the same thing, you know, I was starting to gain a ton of clarity at the time I was really struggling about, you know, who do I want to serve? What direction do I want to take, you know, with fitness, it's such a broad, you know, industry and scope, but how can I get real specific on the person I want to serve? And it just, really came to me so clearly that's literally when i came up with the everyday remember that's when i came up with the everyday athlete name i had like chills because i've never heard of anything make so much sense yeah and it was just like we were talking about like me my story as a former athlete you know the principles that i live that are very um you know that very much so are similar to the principles i had had as an athlete but i've made them an everyday type of principle. Um, so it just all it, it just all really made sense. And so I felt clarity. And then on top of that, like the icing on the cake is we both were like, really talking about our future and what we wanted it to look like. And it was extremely profound and powerful to, you know, sit there and speak with someone that you, you know, adore that you love and to have such a deep level of understanding for what each other wants individually and what we both want collectively for one another and it was just a very very special moment and so that's just something i know i'll always remember because i i really do feel like the things that we've like the kind of the course that we've got ourselves on right now is in exact alignment with who we are individually and collectively and i know for a fact you know this podcast Christina's built in balance business, my everyday athlete business. Like this isn't just like the, 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 fa- the phase, like this isn't just like a fad. This is, this is like what we're, com- this is what we're committing to. Like, this is our commitment for the long haul. This is the literal long-term vision of what we want to do and the impact we want to have in this industry. So it was just so powerful to experience that. And then, yeah, for me personally, you know, and it was so fucking cool to have Christina with me with this experience with the Jeremy Scott podcast, because I know I've talked about it on here, but it's really crazy and absurd almost to think back that, you know, when I was going through one of the most adverse times of my life, I was driving around feeling empty as hell, sitting in my, you know, fancy Mercedes Benz, you know, thinking from the external 
worldview, you know, that I was crushing it, but internally I was deeply miserable. And I remember coming across Jeremy's podcast during that time and it truly felt like he was speaking to me directly. Like I literally had to turn it off because I was getting so anxious about not making change. Um, luckily I came back to it and kept listening to him and kept taking that advice and just, he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing through the words and through the guidance in his podcast for me to really take a, take a very, very, very risky leap in my life. And by listening to him and by having that as a constant theme in my, you know, just day-to-day routine and day-to-day activity, it really truly got me to where I am now. So then to take it even further, not only meet him someday, but then be on his podcast and be featured on his podcast was one of the most incredible experiences and most fulfilling experiences of my life, especially to see someone who's accumulated so much success, but to be so down to earth and just so real. You know, me and Christina just like, we love real authentic people. We hate the fake bullshit. And it's so cool to see, you know, someone so prominent in the fitness industry and in the industry that we love and value so much, but to be so authentic and so grounded in the way that he, you know, was genuinely interested to like really get to know us. And now, you know, we're going to have him on our podcast. It's literally just crazy to like talk about that story. And so that was huge for me. And then also, you know, being featured on the news here in Columbus, that was huge you know, really getting the opportunity to talk about my struggles and to open up and be vulnerable on television to speak to other former athletes and have them realize like me, you know, leading from the front and showing it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to realize that we are going to confront struggles in our lives as men. We are going to go through mental struggles as men. We are going to have to look ourselves in the mirror and get brutally honest about our actions and the way we're living as men. And I feel like that was just such a powerful experience for me to be able to have that platform in that moment to give it everything I had and and communicate to you guys out there, you know, you male former athletes who probably are listening right now to realize that growth is the key and the catalyst to living your best life, confronting your emotions and confronting where you are and asking yourself for more and pushing yourself outside your comfort zone is where you will find the best version of yourself on the other side. Wow. You are just going off on this episode. I can't even follow that up. But now the next one is about our top five achievements. This is number four. And we had a lot of achievements this year, and they're going to be very similar too. So I'll just dive right in and share some of mine. As we were sharing our memories, like our achievements kind of came into it. But one of my biggest ones, obviously working with Stacia, I've I've been working with her for two years. And back then, my money mindset was awful. So awful. My relationship with just like debt and credit cards and savings was not where it needed to be. Like I had a goal of where I wanted to be in the years to come. My actions didn't align with my goals. It's just like anything like working through that's very difficult with fitness, with finances, with anything in your life. But this year I paid off on my birthday my last credit card from college, Chris. So I can go back and shake her and teach her how to use credit card. I would, but now I paid it off and it feels really good. And then I reached a certain point in my savings. That was my goal for the year. So going into the new year, it feels really good to have really worked on that money mindset and reach those milestones for myself. I invested in business coaching this year, which was exciting and scary at the same time. We talked about that in the previous episode, about the lessons that we had this past year, but I invested in business coaching and it helped me to hit my next accomplishment, which was going from ground zero of Belt and Balance 2.0 and completely maxing out my roster multiple times this year. So that felt really good and just doing it in an aligned way. And as you were talking about that alignment we experienced in the engagement weekend, I wrote that down as like my second word of the year, which was aligned because I feel like this year we just became very aligned in all areas, especially our business, hired an assistant, a VA, that is, and I started therapy. So those are my top five 
accomplishments that I'm extremely proud of. And I think that it's in like a couple different areas of life. Obviously, this year's biggest theme was like business for us and engagement. So we did a lot of wedding planning, did a lot of business planning, and that like really fired me up. And I put a lot of intention into that this year. So those were my biggest accomplishments. And it feels really good going into this year with like our wedding mostly planned, our business, our future mostly planned, just like investments, good money mindset. And I know that seems like it may seem very far off because when I was in a, a bad spot financially or just like with my relationship with money or like if you're not in a relationship like Z and I talk about every week on this episode like it is possible for you and it all starts with this literal theme of this, this episode principle. yeah that no one's coming to save you you're the only one and like by doing these journal prompts and getting clear on what you want and like what you're proud of where you want to be obviously we have a couple more journal prompts to help you get there but just by getting this far into the episode, like you obviously care about what your future looks like. And I just want you to know it's possible because these accomplishments this time last year, I would have been like, hell no, that is not even possible for me to do X, Y, and Z. And like to look back at like what got me here, it was literally personal development and a support system of like someone believing in me and believing in myself. So those three things like helped me so much to reach those accomplishments. And you guys have that for you. Like we support you. You have people in your life that support you. You have the resources, the tools. There's so many free resources out there, but it's just that self-awareness. Like every single one of these goals, like self-awareness, personal development got me from A to Z. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, basically a lot of mine go super hand in hand once again with the achievements that Christina talked about. So I'll just talk about a few of these, but really, you know, getting outside of my comfort zone, asking for help for me is really challenging, like in regards to like hiring people. Like I'm always like the one to be a sponge and asking for tips, asking for advice. I'm always like talking to Christina about, you know, tips and soaking up things and and using them to elevate, you know, myself, my business and the things that I'm doing on a daily basis. But, you know, it's really hard for me to like go out and literally like hire somebody. And, and realize like I do need help in this specific area. So I, I feel like those those two things that Christina invested in were also two big things I invested in. And we invested in separate coaches. You know, she did a business coach. I'm now, you know, investing in a business coach for the entire next year. Um, and I started back this past December. And so, you know, working through that business coaching has already been so profound as it relates to my growth and my business. And so that was something I'm super proud of. And then also, you know, hiring the, the, my assistant, um, that was something huge, you know, just to take some work off of my plate, you know, cause I, you know, sometimes don't feel like I even have the enough 24, like enough hours in the, in the day, um, to get everything done that I need to get accomplished. So really, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone and actually like asking for true help, um, has been so amazing, you know, as it relates to my growth and the things I've achieved in the last several months and, and at the tail end of this year. And as we're segueing into, you know, the 2023 year. And so, you know, another big thing that I'm proud of is just, you know, really birthing the everyday athlete. This is something that, you know, I did truly come up with about eight months ago, you know, while I've been training for years, this was a brand that I decided to really run with because it, you know, really related to me, my story and my own, you know, personal growth myself. And I knew that there were other people just like me going through the same struggles. And I wanted to really be that resource and be that catalyst for those people, you know, as it relates to their own personal growth. So many accomplishments. Oh, I love it. I wish I would have put this one as like one of the first journal prompts because expressing your gratitude is like the start of it all. So number five, the fifth journal prompt is what are you most grateful for? And there's so much I'm grateful for. I actually wrote down a couple this morning, but there's just so much I'm grateful for. Obviously, Zach, our relationship, the clarity we had this year, the life we're building together, that we're on the same wavelength, just the love we have for each other. It's, it's something I'm grateful. For. It's like the first thing on my list every single day. And also our pups, we're obviously obsessed with our dogs. It's like our little family. So I'm grateful for them. They're literally always doing the podcast with us. They're like sitting on our bed sleeping right now because they were up till 2 a.m. as well. Um, <laughs> so I'm grateful for our little family, but our big family too. Like we had family in town 
this past weekend for Christmas. I was able to go home yesterday, see my family. We spent the weekend before with them for Christmas. And like I said, last year we were sick during the holidays. So like just having our family around for the holidays and just like around in general, something I'm grateful for every single day because family and friendships and our relationship with each other is like the top priority for my life. Like way before business, way before anything else, like fitness, social media, anything like family, friends, and our relationship is number one altogether. <laughs> just like our relationships. I'm grateful for a new year, like that is full of possibilities for us to accomplish. I'm grateful for everything we accomplished this past year. I'm grateful for every one of our clients and listeners for life or wider. Now it sounds cheesy, but like we wouldn't be able to do what we do and like live out our purpose if it wasn't for all of you supporting that. And obviously we know like investing in someone and like investing in yourself is scary, but Every time you guys do that, you're like helping us build this purpose and this dream that we have to help change people's lives. And we, it doesn't go, you know, it does, we don't take it for granted ever. Every single day I write that I'm grateful to be able to do what I do, work from home and work with like my dream clients. Like I absolutely love working with my clients, doing check-ins, doing calls. Like I look forward to that every single day. And I look back at where I was in my like corporate job. Like when I would set up meetings or meet in person, I would just like dread it. And it was like the worst feeling in the world. And to be able to wake up every day with such happiness and fulfillment is something that I will forever be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't even say enough how grateful we are for all of you guys. We know a lot of our clients, you guys are listening right now and just our listeners in general. We appreciate you guys, your support with us and being along this journey really side by side. And like Christina said, I'm just so grateful. Like we literally, um, you know, whether you believe it or not, like we literally sit there, wake up every single morning at 5 a.m., sit there and journal what we're most grateful for. And I am the top three that I always literally write is obviously my gratitude for Christina, you know, and having this life that we've built together and then having, you know, my family just really cherishing time with family has been so evident for me this past year, especially with my parents moving from Missouri here to Ohio. You know, it's been absolutely incredible just having them nearby. You know, we've always kind of been in, in separate states as well as my sisters. And so having my parents here, like I've been able to spend more quality time with them than I have literally in years. And so that's been something like that I'm so grateful for. And then and like Christina said, you know, being able to work with the people that we do, do what we do. Um, you know, I am just so grateful for all of my clients out there. So if you're one of my clients listening, just know that I truly appreciate you, you know, down to my core and being able to serve and help, you know, the people that I get to help every single day literally fires me up and, and really is what motivates me, you know, to be the person I am and to be and, and to carry myself in the way that I do every single day with my fitness and my health, you know, my motivation is to continue to lead from the front and be, you know, that source and that and that catalyst that can show you guys what you can accomplish, you know, if you do these things and if you live by these principles every single day. So much to be grateful for. Oh, it never gets old, honestly. Like, no matter how many times you say it out loud or write it down, like when we're journaling in the morning, I just look over at Z and I see my name it's the first thing on your gratitude list. And you're always first on mine. It just like is very meaningful. So highly recommend you guys, number one, write down what you're grateful for, but also express it to the people in your life because a lot of people love and need that affirmation to be able to express it. They'll express it to you. And it's just like deepens your connections with everyone in your life. And also just like gratitude is like the catalyst to a positive mindset, to that growth mindset. And that's why this is such an important journal prompt to have today for the year end prompts, but also always. So I highly recommend if you don't have like the five minute journal, we use the productivity planner, which is the same brand on Amazon if you search it. And it has a gratitude portion and daily checklist, affirmations, positive quote. And it really sets the tone for our day and cannot recommend it enough. Number six is habits you want to leave behind in 2022. This is a good one. Um, for me, a habit that I was working on with Stacia was using Afterpay and Klarna and those things that are like pay in parts just because it's convenient. And 
I think it's just a, a hard habit to break just because it's becoming like more widespread. You can literally buy plane tickets. Like I think I bought a plane so ticket terrible. with that. It's buy stuff a, in cash. Yeah, it's a bad habit to create, especially with someone, like I said, with the money mindset where I like didn't have a good relationship with credit cards and stuff. So that's a habit I'm leaving behind in 2022. I think drinking twice in one weekend is something that I just cannot do um, just because we do have to be on a lot for like what we do in podcasts and our, you know, careers and whatnot. Like on Monday morning, I just can't be hungover. So if I drink two nights in a row, like Friday, Saturday, I really have to have that moderation. So that's something I'm going to cut out just once a week. Next habit I'm leaving behind in 2023 is consuming more than I create. I got into this habit in 2021 where I was scrolling on TikTok. I don't really create TikToks, which as a creator, entrepreneur, like obviously we know that that's important to create both on Instagram, TikTok, and these other avenues, but I found myself like consuming more. And I was creating at the tail end of this past year, not finishing personal development books because I like feel like I soak up what I need in the first like half the book. And then I'll be like, oh, this book looks really good. And I think that has a lot to do with my attention span and having ADHD, but I cannot finish a personal development book. The second half of this year, I was just like, oh, this one sounds good. This one sounds good. I always finish fiction books, but I think I had a hard time just staying like all in on a personal development book. So I made a list today and shared on my story, like 12 books I want to read this year. My goal is to finish one per month, reading attached and focusing on finishing that. Um, trying to fix others and taking things personally is something I'm leaving behind. And obviously we help inspire others to create change themselves. But I think, like I said, trying to fix others and their problems is something that I need to just like sit back. And I was talking with therapists about just like listening and I try and solve everyone's problems. I just need to listen and not be a coach in my outside life. And then speaking of therapy, one habit I want to leave behind, I use better help and I get to sessions a month. And sometimes I would let the month pass and I would only have one just because fitting in an extra call on my schedule sometimes feels like a lot, but it's extremely beneficial. Obviously I talk about how much it helps me. So I need to not skip therapy appointments. I love all those. And I think those are things that you guys can all relate to and, and really learn from ultimately. And so, you know, my number one thing, and, and this is really the main thing I want to touch on, you know, for a habit that I'm going to be leaving behind in this past year is internalizing what's happening externally. You know, I'm naturally more of an empathetic individual and I really do like relate to people's emotions and what they're going through. And, and when things are going really well in life, it's really easy to ride those highs. But then when things are not going so well, it's really easy to ride those lows. And so something I've really been working hard at, and I think meditation has really helped me big time with this, is detaching and pulling myself away from what's happening externally and allowing that to affect me internally. And I talk about this a lot with clients of mine. Um, and this is, I already know that this is something that's going to relate to so many of you guys out there. And it's just going to truly weigh on you so much if you always internalize those negative things and, and even those positive things because you're gonna constantly just ride that roller coaster. So, you know, if something bad, like I would always basically like shit would hit the fan and, and I would internalize it instead of just seeing it as is and then going, you know, finding the solution and, and moving on. And so I think that one of the biggest things that I'm going to be focusing on is not internalizing those things that do happen externally. And this is a really difficult practice, but, you know, I kind of reached several kind of the, like those breaking points I talked about earlier where, you know, I just had that realization. I'm like, I, it is unsustainable to keep internalizing these things. Like when things are, you know, happening with the business or, you know, things are um, happening just in the world around us, you know, it's very easy to just like, 
be in that like lack mindset all the time where it's like, poor me, you know, this just happened or like complaining about this thing or complaining about that thing. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to leave that shit behind and just, you know, really focus on, you know, what can I control? How, what can I change? And just focus on that, you know, instead of taking those things happening externally, internalizing them and then feeling a negative impact of doing so. So I think that, you know, it really comes with, with time and practice and maturity to really pull yourself out from, you know, all those different things that we try or that we ultimately do internalize. Love that. So much self-reflection. <laughs> and this is number seven, which kind of springboards right off of those habits you want to leave in the past year. I think it's important to recognize that first. So if you haven't journaled that yet, do that first. Then list out the habits and goals you want to work towards in 2023. So that's the seventh journal prompt. Habits or goals to work towards in 2023. We obviously have quite a few, but kind of, like I said, springboarding off of those ones that I wanted to leave behind. I'm going to finish one book per month that is personal development based. I'm going to go to therapy twice a week. I want to run a 10K. So that means I have to train on my active rest days to run, which we've like loved the past couple of months, just running more often. I also want to have the entire wedding planned. Obviously, 2023 is our big year for planning because we're at at the beginning of 2024. And then We have a special under the works kind of thing we're working on in the next year. So I'll keep that one under wraps until we feel we're ready to announce it. But we have like a just a surprise, I guess, that we're working on. And it's very meaningful and aligned with us. And we're really excited to share it with all of you in 2023. And for my 2023 goals, my first one is business related. You know, I have a certain threshold and certain achievements that I'm trying to work toward within my specific online business, very similar to Christina. You know, I have a goal of continuing to expand and build that out so I can have a little bit more freedom and a little bit more, you know, time back so I can travel and do some other things that I love, you know, on a daily basis. And so really working to continue through, you know, my business coaching and just continue, you know, bringing on board like-minded men and individuals that I ultimately want to work with and serve. And so I, mine are very, you know, especially this first one is very business related, but then, you know, next is definitely more personal, which is becoming, you know, completely debt-free. You know, I think this is, this really does offer a lot of freedom in our lives. And it's something that Christina and I committed to a long time ago, you know, taking um, really just changing our whole money mindset. And I think that that's just been something that has been very powerful for the both of us, because like Christina said in the beginning, like really working to get yourself in the driver's seat is so freeing. And that's something I feel like we truly done financially where, you know, I know for a lot of people and, and how we used to be where you're kind of just you're not, you don't have a plan. You know, you're kind of just operating in limbo. You're kind of just, you know, oh, if I have to buy this thing, I'm going to buy it. Or I feel like I have to do this specific thing. And it's like, no, when you get really specific on what you want your future to look like, you start making decisions today, especially in this, you know, realm of financial, of financials that really will help set you up for success long-term. And it just feels, you know, so good to be in the position we are, you know, month by month, knowing we have a plan, knowing what we're working toward, knowing, you know, we're, we're maxing out all these areas of our lives that we possibly can and it just feels really good so i know that that's a huge goal for me and that's something that we've both been just ripping through you know in this last year alone is just you know paying off a lot of that stuff and then you know having our wedding planned and paid for is another thing you know that's a top goal of mine we we pretty much have you know the wedding paid for um and we have it almost completely planned out as far as um you know what we're going to be doing for it i know there's like some small logistical things we have to finalize but we really like kind of dove into that planning head head first and just like got a lot of it done very early. Um, and then like she said, you know, we have something kind of under the wraps that we're working on that, you know, you guys will definitely be hearing about in the future. Um, you know, another goal of ours is to 
invest in real estate and buy a home soon. You know, this is something obviously that we're kind of um, working toward just given the climate that we're in right now, but that's a major goal. And then kind of along the lines with the, you know, other financial goals is really maxing out all investments and in retirement. That's something that we've really been doing um, in this past year on top of eliminating a lot of that debt. And then on top of, you know, doing or accumulating um, a solid goal in relation to our cash savings and things like that. So we've just been doing a lot of, um, a lot of growth financially that's really setting ourselves up, you know, long-term. So those are really, you know, my top goals as we continue to phase into, you know, this new 2023 year. And obviously a lot of the, our goals and then kind of what we talked about today was financial. And we just know for a lot of people, that's one area that we have felt in the past, we felt like stuck. And just from like where we're at, like in our generation, I think that a lot of times we can get in that like stuck mindset of like, you are in that victim mindset when it comes to like student loans and debt and credit cards and things like that. But like, you don't have to stay stuck. And I think that that episode we did with Stacia, like you take those tools, it's literally a completely free resource. The episode we did with her, a lot of it was just about like being self-aware of where your money's going, making sure you're in a deficit, not a surplus, just like fitness, just like tracking and being self-aware. I think that episode will bring a lot of self-awareness to you guys, which will help you if that's one of your goals for 2023. So we will link that episode in the show notes down below, but that's really all we have for you guys today. I wanted to just round it off by listing out the beginning of that quote once again, just to end you guys off on a strong note with some inspiration to go through these journal prompts on your own. You can check out the Life of Wired Instagram. Instagram will list them out for you so you can actually journal them. But just remember, no one is coming to save you. No one's coming to push you, turn off the TV for you. No one's going to tell you to get up and exercise. Of course, people can tell you these things, but you are the only one in control of acting on it. It's completely up to you. Obviously, we can give you the tools, the game plan, like the inspiration, all the tips in the world from this episode. But if you don't implement them into your life, if you're just constantly consuming personal development and resources and reading all these books, but you're not implementing it into your life, you're going to stay stuck where you are because no one is going to come and save you and do those actions that are going to take you from A to Z for you. Ultimately, you have to come and save yourself. So we appreciate you guys listening to this first episode of 2023. We are so excited for what's to come for Life Rewired in this next year. And please leave a five-star review, subscribe, and share this episode on your story with your main takeaway. And tag us on your Instagram stories as well. We'll put all of our handles, our links for Nash, our coaching applications, and everything down in the show notes below. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out, guys.